Hello, I'm Michelle Tassinari, your host for the California Staffing Professionals Visionary Thinkers Podcast, a series promoting excellence in the staffing and recruiting industry. In this podcast, we meet visionary thinkers and talk with them about their career and journey into staffing and recruiting. Along the way, we learn everything from how they started to where they are now. We uncover what inspired them and who helped them along the way. We dive into what challenges they've overcome and gain insight into how to be successful in the staffing and recruiting industry. I know you'll enjoy listening to these inspiring stories. Thank you for joining us. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. Rosanna Hayden is the Chief Executive Officer and owner of Artisan Staffing, a staffing and recruiting services firm headquartered in Sonoma County, California. Prior to joining Artisan in 2000, Rosanna worked exclusively in the field of accounting and finance. During her 18 years in the field, she quickly progressed from an individual contributor to management, ultimately becoming the CFO. During her last 10 years in the field of accounting and finance, she helped lead companies through rapid growth periods in which they tripled their revenues within a two-year period. Rosanna has over 30 years' experience in a leadership capacity in the field of human resources. She serves on the California Staffing Professionals Board of Directors as Northern California Chapter Representative and previously held several positions on both local and state-level board of directors for the CSP. She earned her CAC, California Accredited Consultant Certification, from CSP in April of 2005 and CSP Certified Staffing Professional Certification from the American Staffing Association in December of 2006. The CAC and the CSP are essential credentials for staffing professionals, certifying expertise to work with both employees and clients within the bounds of California state and federal law. Rosanna is a native San Franciscan, alumni of San Francisco State University College of Business, and the proud mother of three adult children. And thank you for joining us today on Visionary Thinkers Podcast. We have with us today Rosanna Hayden, CEO of Artisan Staffing. Rosanna, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for the invite. You are recognized as a staffing leader and someone who's really done some great things. Um, you've built quite an organization. Before all that, you know, tell us a little bit about your life before staffing and recruiting, you know, where you came from and things like that. That would be very interesting to get to know you. All right. Well, um, I'm a native San Franciscan. I was uh, actually studying at San Francisco State University. I was an engineering major, although I wanted to be an architect. For some reason, I was doing engineering at San Francisco State because I couldn't find the architecture program that I wanted to get into. And ultimately, ended up working in a business office. And at that business office, I learned the important skill of accounting and finance. Went on to build a career around that, took business coursework around that topic, accounting and finance, and became chief financial officer. Well, of course, as a chief financial officer, who did I hire? I hired temps in the accounting and finance realm. So I know well what it's like to sit on the other side of the desk because I've been there and done that. But... In and around the year 2000, the company I was working for decided to move their main base of operations down to San Diego, California, invited me to go with them. I said, no, I have to stay in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I was all by myself working in an office in Redwood City. And at which point, my original business partner, Parker Painter, came into the picture and he offered me a position in then a consulting services and staffing services firm 
by the name of Artisan Inc. So I originally came on board to the company that I now own and operate as the chief financial officer. And then shortly thereafter, there was a big bust in the economy. And I think you all remember what that was like. We ended up going from, oh, I think it was 100 people on billing down to 10 overnight. The consulting services that we were providing, a lot of the projects were canceled, to which my business partner said to me, I, I'm going to go and work on this project down at one of our large clients. Uh, congratulations, your chief operating officer. I'm going. See you later. <laughs> which is honestly the truth of how I ended up getting into the staffing and recruiting firm. Wow, that's that's quite a whirlwind of of a story there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you started in the business then, not really knowing very much about recruiting, or were you actually you were, did you start from the business side, or did you actually start recruiting then? Did you say, well, I better learn how to recruit, or how did that work? Because that's quite so, a starting as a CFO. Right. So I knew the money parts about it. I knew margin calcs. I knew. You know, markup rates. I, I was very familiar with the terms. Um, so that part I understood fairly well. How to recruit people. Uh, at the point that I joined, the staffing side of the business was in its infancy. So it didn't have as much gusto to it as the consulting division had. And then as time uh, moved on, the flip side happened and the staffing division kind of rolled up into things. We had people who were ahead of the recruiting division. Um, so a lot of the management team members were already in place, um, but I didn't know what I didn't know. And being uncomfortable with that situation, understanding and appreciating the value of associations, um, I signed up to California Staffing Professionals. Um, and there I met many mentors and people who've been there and done that, went to conferences, attended uh, different seminars to learn that which I didn't know in the industry and specific to the industry, both on the direct hire side and on the temp recruiting side. Well, that was pretty smart, actually. Um, <laughs> and I, and, and I, I have to say that, I mean, that, that was, you got your knowledge from CSP and now you're getting back to CSP by doing this podcast. Um, I actually didn't know that you had actually started off in, on the business side. So this is pretty interesting. And you found your mentors um, in the industry uh, in big part from, uh, from working within the CSP group. So that is, that is great. Well, now, as far as things that you've learned, things that you learned when you started in the industry, are there any particular things that stand out that are things that you still do that proved to be very successful? besides still doing the CSP, of course, or that you don't do, that you said, oh, I'm not doing that again. Uh, that would be really interesting because it, your, your road <laughs> you took into this industry is really interesting. Well, I, I guess the, the biggest change for me is most businesses are kind of a little bit more cyclical, predictable. Their highs and lows aren't to the extreme that we see them. Um, you could be, you know, over, over saturated with requests in one month in the staffing industry and have next to none the next. Um, so we're, we're a little less predictable that way. So what I've learned is to be calm in the face of anything going on and not to get too vested in the highs or the, the, the lows because it all works itself out in the long run. The average is what you're looking at. It's never just 
one point in time because at any point you could be on that roller coaster ride at the top or the bottom. And it's not really giving you the real picture of the business and what it does for you over a year's period of time or a few years period of time. And I think that's very helpful for any of our current listeners that will be listening in this time. We're recording this in 2020 in the middle of mm-hmm. the pandemic. But in five years from now, it'll still be the same as far as there'll be something else where there's a Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I had some of the team when COVID hit come up, oh, my God, this is so terrible. And I said, oh, no, this isn't the worst of it. I've gone from 150 people on billing to 10. And if you've ever done that and come out of it, you know the rest is a piece of cake. You can handle any recession. You can do any of that. You stay calm. You take a look at what your circumstances are. Figure your path to the win and focus on it, and you'll never regret it. I have to say, one of the abilities that I have that I think people have mentioned over time is that when I come up with a plan, I look for the places where it can fail, and I come up with countermeasures to figure out a way to get around that. So if I have a plan and I'm going to be working with certain entity, what happens if that goes away? Well, I've already got a plan for, well, let me go to this other entity and get the same result from that. I never leave myself without contingencies, and so I always have a path. And if you're looking to sleep well at night, that's the way you think. If you can think of what your path is and come up with a plan, you're fine. If you take a look at a situation and you say, what is the worst thing that can happen? Sit there and think, what is the worst thing that can happen? And ask yourself, what would I do and have an answer? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You will be able to sleep at night. You will be able to operate your business. And you will be able to stay calm under pressure the way you need to be being an owner in any business. That is brilliant advice. And I think we all have kind of heard bits of that, you know, from various kind of thought leaders and all. But applying that to this industry where, like you said, we don't know necessarily what's going on. We don't know. We don't know with the economy and the way the wind blows and all. This is very helpful. I think that is an ideal scenario to really do fail-safe planning. And as far as the big success you had, you know, when did you have a breakthrough or did you have a big breakthrough or did it just sort of just start rolling? And, and what what was that breakthrough or when you realized, hey, I've really made it? Maybe it wasn't any big thing or maybe it was. You landed a big client that changed everything. What was that like? So it was really interesting. As you know, I came from the business side of, of staffing and recruiting, then went into operations and then had a front-end uh, responsibility on the sales side. So once upon a time, I was the account manager of eBay PayPal for the company. And I went to a big supplier meeting that they were going to have. And at that time, they would give out an award for, you know, top-rated temporary staffing supplier of the year, let's say. And we were in there, and I remember that several of my competitors and maybe CSP friends were (laughs) sitting in the room with me. And there were hundreds of people in this room. And then when they went to make the announcement, they said, and the winner is? Artisan ink, right? To which I was looking around going, oh my God, because, you know, my natural assumption is that people deliver to the standard that I would expect being a hiring manager. 
And what never occurred to me was what I was doing was any different than anybody else. And in fact, it was, and it was recognized and done so with all of my peers. So if I were going to look back at one of the big successes, it was being able to do that and being able to successfully manage that account, never having done sales in my life <laughs> and never having, you know, been in the industry as to the degree that some other people had. And yeah, anyway, that, so that was one that comes to mind off the top of my head. And that is huge. That is only huge. And <laughs> yeah. that just goes so sometimes not being from an industry or looking at things from a different angle actually provides someone with that out-of-the-box experience. You were treating your client like you'd like to be treated, trying to get to your standards, and they saw that, and they appreciated it, and it paid off big time. As far as the hardest thing that you ever had to do in being an owner, being a manager, being you know in the staff industry as a leader, do you you know, there anything like like that. You know, if I really had to think about it, the hardest things, because I am a relationships person. Uh, I, I guess it was an unusual CFO because I am an extrovert. I enjoy working with people. I like uh, developing them career-wise. I like working with them. And sometimes during the downturn, you don't get to keep your entire team. And so the hardest things I've ever had to do is to let people go. Honestly, out of my entire career, the, the thing that's been the most difficult is to let people go, even though it was the right business answer, and even knowing that I could maybe help them out in other ways, I still don't like to part with people who've done a good job for me, and the circumstances unfortunately dictated that they couldn't stay. I remember one lady in particular, you know, and we're still friends and we still communicate to this day, but she was a sales representative and during one of the downturns lost every single one of her accounts and could not come in with anything to replace it. And after several months, it was time to go and she realized it and we parted well, but it was still difficult to do. Well, I think we... Unfortunately, most of us have had that, that experience with those managers, and it's wonderful how you demonstrated that you kept that relationship. Again, you said you're a relationship person, and you, she realized it. It wasn't a, a big surprise, and it sounds like you've, you've kept that relationship still to this day. And I like what you said, that you would do whatever you could to help people when you did have to let them go, and I, and I, I think that that is an awesome trait as well. There are just so many different layers to you. You have this you're like fine wine up there in the wine country. <laughs> all, these, all these blends of, of good wine here. And you do live in that beautiful wine country. And that's probably an interesting place to be all the way around for all of us who are not up in Northern California, those of us who are listening in other parts of the country. Is there anything about you know, where you are that you know, the industry you've chosen to be in that makes particularly interesting or I mean do you just stick to California or do you do you work in other areas northern California only southern California all over actually we work traditionally where our clients take us so if uh, we originally start a business relationship in the state of California and they take us to other regions like currently we were working in Colorado Kansas in Washington in Nevada, uh, we've had people in Arizona, Texas, Florida. It really depends where the clients have the need, and we allow them to dictate where we can operate from. I found that over the years, the ability to recruit 
is very similar no matter where you are, and being able to get to the resources your clients need in information technology and accounting finance uh, really is done with less and less of actual face-to-face, and especially these days, interviewing, but rather happening through tools like Zoom, FaceTime, and other tools. So we can do the same thing for our clients in any location, literally. Uh, My team is 100% working remotely at this time, and we felt no effect from COVID. I had heard some of our competitors were, you know, they're having to lug the desktops home, the the, um, employees were, because they hadn't really set up that infrastructure, whereas my entire team has laptops, they're mobile, they can go anywhere they need to go and recruit from any place they need to be. Sounds like you were very visionary when you were setting up your team. That, is, that only makes sense that that's what, exactly what you would do. And, and it's great to hear that during this, this time when people did have to switch from complete office to or partial office to complete remote, that it, you just didn't skip a beat. You've learned so much, and obviously some of this stuff seems like you really just kind of knew instinctively what to do because of the way you look at things. You analyze what's the best way. You're very analytical, too. If you were going to tell your younger self about this industry, what are the two or three things that you would tell yourself, you know, and how to succeed if you were talking to yourself before you got into this industry? I would say it's very important to keep on top of the analytics and the information that comes in to your company. The data is key, and especially now. If anything, I have noticed over the last few years that there's been an acceleration in everything that you're doing in a business environment, okay? So in order to make good decisions in that environment, you can't afford to wait until after a certain set of numbers is done at the end of a quarter. You need it now. So you need systems that allow you to have insight into that on the fly at any point. So it's on-demand information to allow you to make the right decisions. You know, I'm a Vistage member in addition to CSP member. And in Vistage, we're talking about basically presenting all of our KPIs to the team and then taking a look at those on a monthly basis. Are we going up? Are we going down? Who are our top five clients? What are our days outstanding on receivables? Because you haven't earned the money until you've collected it. There's a lot of different pieces and parts to running a company that you need to get a handle on. And although I come from a financial background, it's not all about that part of it. It's also about you know, SEO, you know, what's your page rankings, uh, how many, you know, basically followers you have on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. It's very complicated and really important to stay on top of these days. So I would tell my younger self, pay attention to it, get organized with it earlier on, and you'll be better off. Very, very good advice. And this would be also something I imagine you would say to someone who's just thinking about starting off in the, in the industry. But if someone was just thinking, if someone's listening to this podcast and they're, they're thinking, wow, this sounds exciting, maybe I should do that. Or or they're kind of overwhelmed by your dynamic personality and, and the way you think, and they're thinking, well, I can't, I can't do that. I'm not that number person. I'm not this. I'm not that. Do you have any wisdom that you might share to someone? If, if they were thinking about getting into this business, what, what would you say to them? Well, I think that the fear comes from the unknown. So I would join associations and network with the people who have already been there and done that. I cannot tell you uh, how valuable, because it's invaluable, it's so big 
to have people in your industry who are willing to share information. Unlike other industries, everybody sitting in the room with you is not your competitor, okay? And in the CSP, every single entity in the room may have their own niche, in which case you never run into each other as a competitor. So the information received from another owner is applicable but it's not guarded. It's the truth of what you need to know to be successful. And then you're working with a group of people who become your friends over time and help you in incredible amount of ways. You could have somebody who's an expert at staffing, counting, finance, and you don't know about doing something along those lines, and they're going to give you the information about that. And I will tell you a true story. So in our industry, at certain points when you do temp staffing, there's this influx of cash that goes into your account when there's a recession. If you go from 100 people on billing to 50, right, and you've left equity in the company, you're sitting on this pile of cash. Well, one year I decided, hmm, what are we going to do with this money? Talked to my business partner and we decided to invest in real estate. So one of the people who I networked with from the CSP had a property management company. So guess what? When I needed a lease agreement, when I needed anything having to do with starting up my own little mini property management company, because I bought these properties, now we're going to you know, rent them out. She was there and she was able to provide that information. It was incredible. And I cannot even tell you because it'll come to, to different people in different ways, but you're going to gain this piece of information you didn't know simply for participating in an association. And the more associations you participate in, the better that gets. (laughs) The more information you get about your community, about your industry, about specialty areas that you need to know about. And, you know, whether that's, you know, participation in, I I was going to say the chambers of commerce, a lot of us participate in those, you know, HR associations participating in that because you're going to run into potential clients, but you're also going to run into people who have knowledge in in, in areas that you need to know about to be good at your job. But you're also, um, you know, maybe looking at uh, signing up to, you know, something like a CSP or to Vistage, which is a CEO only group that helps CEOs come together and discuss those issues, which only other CEOs can talk to each other about, can't really discuss um, with their team members. So as many useful associations that you can participate in, the better. These days on Eventbrite, if you want to know about certain pieces of information, you can go on there, look for sessions. Almost all the webinars on there these days are free and learn what it is that you don't know. So education, I'm a big proponent of education. Um, I've been the chair on board of directors specifically around education in the community and HR or with the Hispanic Chamber locally. So you need to educate yourself in these things. Use the tools that are free and available to you and beyond that network to get the rest of what you don't know and to meet the people who can help you learn and develop your business. That's all really great advice and easy to do. In a, someone can pick one, start with that, and start with another, keep adding, keep learning, and Exactly. And it can all come together. It doesn't have to all come together at one time, sounds like. Sounds like, you know, you've, you've probably tried a few things and then tried some other things and found what really worked for you. Right. And uh, your information, the things you've shared about how you have built your 
Well, basically, it's like a staffing empire. Let's just face it. You have some big clients. <laughs> I know you're laughing because I'm saying that, but it's true. You've been very, very successful. And it's also successful that you just you bounce back. No matter what happens um, with the economy, you keep going strong. And that's really admirable. And when people listen to this now in the 20, 2021 uh, time frame onward, we'll really, really appreciate this, Rosanna. We are so delighted you could share your information with us. Thank you so much. We won't keep you any longer. I know you've got to go on to your next meeting, but we really do appreciate it. Well, thank you, Michelle. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of CSP's Visionary Thinkers podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing our guest thinker story. If you'd like to hear more visionary thinkers reveal their journey through the staffing and recruiting industry, please subscribe via your favorite podcast source, and please tell your friends and colleagues to tune in as well. For more information about the California Staffing Professionals and how we can help you in your staffing and recruiting business, visit our website at cspnet.org. We look forward to having you join us for our next episode. Until next time, this is your host, Michelle Tasneri, saying stay vital with CSP.